Today is January 10th, and we are joined by Joe's McFly for the entirety of this episode to talk about all of your predictions. Your not your hot takes, not your boldest takes, your most solid, your most comfortable, your most faithful predictions. We're going to see what we have to say about them, and we got a lot of over-unders as well. It's going to be a fun episode. Let's talk Yanks. That line steaming hot takes. Hear Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Joe. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake and Joe's. There you go. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining on this edition of uh slow stove cold stove we're not even talking about the stove really we got special guest joe's mcfly with us if you don't know who joe's is i don't know what's going on with you what's wrong with you but get on twitter get on instagram get on youtube and follow joe's all the time joe how you doing doing great how are you I'm all right. I'm all right. Off season's dragging on you know so i have some uh and we have jake here as well i didn't do our regular intro but john boy joe's and jake i have uh some coincidences that I wanted to, to say. So today I woke up and I put on my sack fly shirt is underrated. Nice. My, because it was on top of the, the desk and it's just in rotation. And then uh, Jake and I were talking about this episode. So I said, let's get Joe's on. Let's do what we did last year. So the shirt came before the decision to have you come on and join with us. And then I looked at last year and last year you joined and it was January 7th. It's January 9th, so it is like a tradition now. All the stars were aligning for you to come on Talking Yanks today. Yeah, good. I mean, it's an annual thing. I think if it happens more than once, it's considered annual. This is it. This is the anniversary of the prediction. This is the anniversary. (laughs) Yep. Okay, so we have to thank all our Patreons first and foremost. We have a bunch of people that sponsored this show. Really appreciate it. going to go down the list here. This episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you our most Recent Patreon subscribers, they are Anna, Mariani, Abdul Diallo. Abdul called in last week. That was nice. Mickey Meyer. Mickey Meyer's on the Instagram. Mickey Meyer. I think he did something with um, Michael Sarah or something like that. Iman Welter. Iman. Iman. Iman reminds me of that song, Fuck You, yes. You Ho, I Don't Want You mm. Back. <laughs> Remember yes. that one? That was, a di- <laughs> that was a ditty. That's going to be my wedding song. Michael (laughs) Michael Kumar, (laughs) Michael Kumar, Richard Granger, Audra S, Chris Dell. I would think Dell calls in. Jason Dorn and Marco Martone. We got a bunch of people. We love it. We thank you. If you want to subscribe yourself, you get to be uh, part of the live shows in the chat with us. Adani's right here. There's a couple other people watching right now. Um, and it helps out. So there you go. You also get a chance to win two affordable jerseys, jerseys each month, one via contest, one via raffle. That's the end of the spiel. Last year when you were on, Joe, we said no coal talk. We said no stove talk. That's what we said last year. This year, I'm sorry, no Machado talk. No stove talk. We're going to have a fun show. We have a we have a ton of predictions. We have a ton of fun voicemails. A lot of people got involved with this show, and that's what we're going to do. But first, I want to know how the offseason is going for you, Joe. You bored? Um, I want the season to start, man. I, I know we talked about it. I, you probably remember the conversation. Like, man, we're kind of almost relieved that the season kind of ended. You know, that reminds me how much I like the day-to-day of I so I could actually just just react to actually something that's happening rather than things that are not and that may happen. And uh, uh, it's just so frustrating. I, I can't deal with off season anymore. Done. Done. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I've actually like totally tapped out like this most recent Machado thing that's happening yeah. right now. I it, like all of these haven't affected me at all because I, a couple of weeks ago I tapped out until it's like official official. Uh, my brain isn't accepting anything good or bad. It's just nothing to me. Yeah, conflicting reports, but yeah. A lot of sources. 
Sources. Oh, there's so many sources. A lot of sources. And active. I said it as a joke. I swear, I put up a like a, a tweet where right after the playoffs ended, I said, sources season activated. And then, oh, uh, that it was going to be to this point. <laughs> sources season. Yeah, that's true. That sums it all up. You were right. All right. So we asked everyone to send in their predictions. And uh, like I said, we didn't want hot takes because it's easy to give hot takes. We wanted things that people actually believe is going to happen. And we got a ton. A lot of people actually confuse it. They're like, my boldest prediction. And I was like, that's not what we asked for. But okay, thanks for calling in. So here we go. Number one, we got a couple that are just generally about the team in general. Here is uh, number one. Hi, Dr. Yanks. This is Lewis from Boston. My most confident prediction is that the 2019 Yankees even if they don't sign Manny Machado, will score more runs than the 2018 Yankees. Love to hear what you think. Love the show. Keep out. All right, I'm going to roll a couple all together right here. So these are this is another one. Uh, this is Logan from Chicago. Big fan. Uh, my most confident prediction, um, I'll have to go with Yankees winning division for sure and uh, making the World Series. And then one more about the Yankees in general. John Boy, Jake, talking Yanks, what up? This is Keith McPherson calling in. The prediction that I feel like is already locked, the prediction I feel the most confident in is us winning another 100 games this year. Um, you look at the bullpen, you look at the starters, the rotation is solidified. Uh, we got Britain back in the bullpen, better arms. And we know we're all waiting on that one big signing, but even if that doesn't happen, this team can win another 100 games. This team, as is, with the moves that were made, which were good moves, they weren't the most splashiest big moves for ESPN, but moves to shore up this roster and make sure that we win another 100 games this year. All right, so we have three right there. We got the 2019 Yankees score more runs than the 2018 Yankees. The Yankees win the division, plus make the World Series. Now, make the World Series, I don't know if you can be confident in that prediction. That's a, that's a gutsy one, but good for, good for Logan from Chicago. And the Yankees win 100 games. Jake, where do you want to start first? Which one do you agree with, or which one just is calling to you in an agree or disagree way? I'll say, hi, I'm Jake. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that they, I mean, they're, they're going to win a hundo. I mean, I, I think... Think about the team they have coming back. They have a full year of Hap. They have a full year of Britain. Also, I, I mean, it's, it's tough to tell with the baseball season. I mean, obviously, you're going to have injuries. The, the whole Didi Tulowitzki stuff, I know we don't want to dive into that realm, but that's, that's going to be an odd situation that's going to play out over this year. I don't know. I, I think the other thing that I, I truly do believe in, people say it in a corny fashion, but repeating in sports is the toughest thing to do. And the Sox, I mean, they had a magical run. It's going to be tough for them to repeat a lot of what they had. I mean, they they had magic in their sticks last year. Um, I mean, it was just a fact. I remember, I remember one late night I turned on an MLB TV game. It was extra innings, and a ball just went through the opposing team's shortstop legs. And I was like, what's happening right now? Um, so I... I think the Red Sox, I mean, they're still going to be good. They're going to come back down to earth. And didn't, weren't we bad against, like, the Orioles in Tampa last year? So, I mean, there's still yeah. room for growth in the division. And even even some of the smaller pieces were going to have options this year. Gardy's going to have a short leash in left if he's in left. Clint could could step up. Ellsbury, I don't know, a free agent. Um, even the back end of the bullpen, we've got some really cool options, guys that are coming back from injury, other young guys that we don't need to count on but have potential. So, I mean, I, I think 100 wins is is done. All right. Is there one of those three that you're confident in, Joe? Oh, shout out to Keith, right? Shout out to Keith. Cool. Oh, yeah, cool. Keith McPherson. 100 wins, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's always hard to say, oh, this team's going to win 100 wins because even though I feel like we, we you know, a lot of things kind of went wrong for us, I still felt like, you know, how did we get to 100 wins? It almost kind of felt that way. Uh, I feel more confident in actually winning the division uh, than anything else. Uh, like like Jake was saying, a lot of great things broke right for the Red Sox last year. It was 
pretty crazy how they were able to even absorb injuries to uh, Chris Sale and things like that. And I, I just think that the Yankees might be able to win the division there. Whether it's scoring more runs than last year. See, last year scored about 851. That's a lot of runs. Um, not saying that they won't, but just I don't know the DD situation. I think Glaber is going to be better now with a full year under his, uh, under his belt, right? Uh, there's still a question mark at first base, and I think I think we're going to score a lot more runs because I really do Gary kind of coming back this year in like a resurgent kind of year. That that's just me and my focus, what I think. So I think we're going to probably score more runs than the 851 that we scored last year. So that's what I'm thinking on. That's the one I'm taking out of those three as well. I, I'd love to win the division, but I'm not going to go say I'm confident that they're going to win the division because right. the Red Sox are still a good team. 100 games, we, we landed 100 on the nose last year. So I do think we're going to be just as good a team as last year, hopefully better. And the, the main thing is hopefully Judge doesn't miss any time. That's the like just Judge not missing any time makes us a better team. I don't even care about any other aspect of the, right. the roster that needed to be improved or not improved. If we get a full season of Judge, it's a better team. But the Yankees scored 851 runs last year. In 2017, they scored more than that. They scored 858. So, again, if we get a full year of Judge, we have Andujar and Glaber from their, their second seasons. We uh, mm-hmm. The lineup kind of like never like – it felt like it never fully clicked last year. It was either the young guys doing their thing from the back or the big boppers going from the front. Gary never did much. Didi had a month – Didi had a dead month. <laughs> Remember that? That was miserable. Right. So I think we're going to score more runs than last year. Out of those three, that's the one I'm most confident that will happen. So I'm agreeing with uh, Lewis. From 20 Boston. starts from Herman, Sessa, and that one holder start from last year. That's all I'm saying. Wow. You got yeah, well, that's, Chance that's Adams true. starting there. All right. Uh, next up is here we go. Oh, messed up. Good job, Jimmy. You dummy. <laughs> hey, guys. This is for Talking Yanks. Uh, this is Braden from South Jersey, first time caller. My uh, big 2019 prediction is that the Yankees go on a big hot streak in the first half, and by the trade deadline, we'll pick up Madison Bumgarner. Hopefully, he'll help us get through the postseason and maybe get number 28. Uh, my over-under for the season is uh, Choice Wilwicki playing 81 games, being that he's only played 66 in the last two seasons. We all know his uh, injury history. I'm just wondering what you guys think once D.D. comes back, how much playing time he's going to get. All right, thanks. Love the show. All right, so we have Braden from South Jersey, and he, he has the Yanks doing well and then trading for Bumgarner. He's confident that was going to happen. And I think this is a bit crazy, but there's part of me that's like, sometimes those trades that are the most obvious come true. Like when the Yankees traded for Sonny Gray, and Sonny I know Gray. that everyone regrets that now, but at <laughs> the time, that was an obvious, obvious trade. Like everyone knew that was going to happen, and then it did. Uh, I don't, I'd be interested if the Yankees don't get an ace now because they think they're good enough to compete for the first half and then get a, a ace at the deadline. Is that like a strategy that you can even impart? What do you guys think about he, uh, Braden being confident that Bumgarner's getting we're getting Bumgarner at the deadline? Joe, you can go first. I like Bumgarner. I, I mean, personally, I like Bumgarner because you know he's battle tested. He's been there. However, I don't know how crazy the Yankees are about Bumgarner. Because even in this offseason, if you kind of read the tea leaves, different people that were available with Kluber, which they were connected to, and the Giants made Bumgarner available, and never seemed like the Yankees were even kind of interested in that, which is weird. But his, you know, his numbers in terms of his velocity and things like that are, like, trending the other way. And I know you guys talked about that with Britain, right? I think in your last last episode where you guys talked about Britain's numbers trending a certain way, but Bumgarner, I, I would love him on the team. I don't know if the Yankees are going to go after Bumgarner, even though I would like for them to do it. And Sonny Gray, it's, I think that they're so stuck on this. Also, we want this team control kind of guy, somebody that we can control beyond this year um, kind of thing rather than, because you know, rather than a rental. But we'll see. I mean, I would love Bumgarner on the team. I just don't know. I can't predict what the Yankees are going to do anymore, honestly. <laughs> Jake, what are your thoughts on 
him being confident they're trading for Baumgartner? Uh, it's tough to be confident about that because a lot of stuff has to go right. One, you know, Baumgartner heard something in spring training that's out the window. I, yeah. I will say this. I think th- this is going to be a two-parter that's going to be exciting and frustrating is the exciting part is I think the Yankees are at some point going to make a Death Star trade. You know, that's obviously the, the sexy word because Cashman used it. But it is, it's time. It's time. I think the bad news about that is that to do that Death Star move, we're going to have to see some of these young pieces play, and I think we're going to see that early in the season. So I think you're going to see some Clint Frazier, which, hey, I, Clint, looked, Clint looked good at the plate last year. So, I'm, I mean, that one's, you know, not a throw your arms in the air. But who knows, you know, how much Domingo Herman do we see and how does he look? Because if, if Domingo Herman comes out this year and is striking out more than a guy for inning to the tune of an ERA in the threes, that's a trade piece. If he comes out and he, if he's not doing anything, I mean, he's not. So I think earlier in the year, we're still going to see some of these guys. I mean, does another infielder get signed? Do they, do they trust Tyler Wade in a utility role? I don't know. I don't think so. But we'll see. I think the trade's coming. Uh, I don't know if it's Mad Bum. I mean, the like you're saying, the stars kind of do align. You know, this is we we traded with San Fran for McCutcheon, so we know there's already a little bit of a relationship there. So yeah, I like it. And what was that? 81 games out of Tulo? No, like I I like making a risky bet. I was on the roulette table, but no. Okay, okay. So the over under <laughs> for Tulo that he that uh, that um, who was this? Braden. He he put the over under at Tulo at 81 games. But then I have three, I have over-unders from, I forget who, who sent this in on Twitter, I apologize, but it was, so I'm, well, I gotta control myself, I'm under the 81 as well for Tulo. Jake's under, Joe, are you under over 81 games played? Not started, just played. Um, I'll go over, I'll go over, because it's just the, the way that the the Yankees manage their players, I mean, sometimes to a frustrating level, but one thing I'll put into consideration is he's not going to be playing on that turf anymore, right? So that's that's a factor. And the other thing is just that the way that the Yankees manage, sometimes we're, we're going to get to a point in this season where it's like he's going to have a huge hot streak. It's like, why would you rest him here? Like, he's killing, you know, why would you rest him? You already know that conversation is coming. So I, I see them resting him, you know, day, uh, day game after night game, you know, long stretches, road trips. I see them, you know, resting him at DH. I do see that. So – I think that they'll nurse him to pass 81 day, uh, games. That's what I think. All right. And then the other over-unders I wanted to get done real quick because I thought they were kind of fun, and I'm finding it right now. It's from Albert. It's from our buddy Albert. Over-under, one game played for the following three players. For the Yankees. One game played for the Yankees. Sonny Gray, Andujar, Machado. Over under one game played. Jake, go first. Just real quick. Sonny over under Andujar over under Machado over under one game. Sonny, no. Andujar and Machado, yes. Okay. Joe? Um, Machado, no. Um, and Sonny, no. Okay. I'm going Sonny, yes. Andujar, yes. Machado, no. I wanted so bad to say Sonny yes. I couldn't do it. You couldn't say it? I, I mean, I think that they, they've already been hedging that for so long, and I think that I think CeCe's health scared them, which they even admitted, but I think it scared them more than they're admitting. I think we're going to see Sonny back on the team, which is fucking insane. I mean, oh, I, my God. Just because he said he was going to trade him. I, my, 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 only, my only last glimmer of hope is that, because I realized this the other day, Keiko hasn't signed yet. So there could be there could oh. be a bunch of teams saying Keuchel's going to be our three starter this year, and then if he signs elsewhere, then I think the Sunny Gray market picks back up. Okay, all right, let's go move on to the next voicemail. Hey, what's up, Talking Yanks? It's Eli from Upstate New York. I got a prediction for you guys. I predict that the Yankees will tie the record for the most starters in the All Star Game from 1939, where the Yankees started six players. I predict that they will have six all-stars in 2019. All right. He did a follow-up as well because something was wrong. Hey, Talking Yanks. It's Eli from upstate New York. My last voicemail, I kind of messed up, had my facts a little, uh, a little twisted. 
they had six starters in 1939, but 10 all-stars. So my real prediction is no record or anything, but I predict that they'll have six all-stars in the game. All right. So they had 10 okay. all-stars and six starters in the, whatever year that was, six out of good year. nine. <laughs> That's a good year for the Yanks. Uh, all-stars. Let's turn this into an over-under and let's say four. Over-under four all-stars for the 2019 Yankees. Last year they had... Sevy, Chapman, Judge, and Glaber. They had four. So let's go over under four and a half. Ooh. Um, I, I'm going to optimistically say over because I'm an optimistic guy. I'll say over because I think Gary's going to be there. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's I'll, what I think. I think over. Over. Jake? I, I want to go over two, and now I'm worried this is like a sound bite that's going to circle Red Sox Twitter in July. Uh, but yeah, give me the over. I mean, J- Jimmy, list them up. How, how many guys have all star potential on the team? All star potential? Okay. So Glaber does. We know that. Uh, Judge, come on. Giancarlo, come on. Um, Gary? That's three. Gary, of course, that's four. Severino, he's up there. Chapman, Batansis. Britain. That's, that's eight. Eight. And that's if, if a Manny or Bryce signs. I mean, there's there's a lot of lot of guys that could do it. Yeah. And then I'm did I, did I leave anyone out that Andujar. anyone would say? Anduhar. I mean, yeah. Anduhar. Second he, best center fielder in the like AL. Hicks? Oh, I yeah. mean, I don't think so, but <laughs> I don't think when yeah, you yeah. constantly have to tell someone they're the second best, I think that means like <laughs> no one actually Remember, and it's all I'm not and it's, that that's my bet. It's, it's all star game, so they just do outfielders. So, no, uh, outfield in the American League is, is too stacked. Outfield yeah. is it's really stacked, so it's gonna be he'd have like an amazing year, which I would, I would love, but he'd have an amazing year to be able to break that. And Joe's, you've been saying you think all Greg right. Bird's gonna be an all star this year, right? Uh, <laughs> No, I did not say that. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> I, I hope he makes the team. I, we're the, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we'll see. Spring training games All over right. and under. <laughs> Next call. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Talking Yanks. This is Brett from California. First time, long time. Got a question for you guys. So the Angels and the Yankees play seven times this year, over, under, four wins for the Yankees against my Angels. And uh, Jake sucks. Thanks. Ooh. All right. I I wanted to do a lot of research for this question, but I didn't do any. There's one thing I need to know. I need to know if the four-game series is in New York or if it's in Anaheim. And I think that that, that changes my answer. You know what I mean? I think it's Anaheim. Uh, they it was a three game last year in Anaheim, so yeah, that would make sense that it's four in Anaheim this year. Anyway, yeah, let's beat the Angels. Let's beat them. Let's win four games. But if it's four in Anaheim, I'm actually going to say no because the Yankees don't like those West Coast trips. Are the three of us on? Are we on Angels Twitter? What do you mean? Was that an Angels fan calling? That's my brother-in-law's Brett. Oh, I missed the part that it was Brett. Okay. No, we uh we win more games uh because the their pitching is terrible and if you have bad pitching against our lineup like you're you're dead in the water. All right, so we there's four games at mm-hmm. at Anaheim in April and one of them is right after a day game in Kansas City, then you got to fly to Anaheim and play. So they'll lose that first one, then they'll split the four game and win the three at home. Lock it in. Get out of here. I don't know. Yo, Trout kills the Yankees, man. I, I went to that series last year, and he hit the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. I, I got loves it. And we, we have a lot of, you know, he's a righty. And, of course, not one guy is going to beat the whole team, right? But I guess if there was one guy that you could pick to do it, it would be Mike Trout, right? But, okay, um, but I have an update for you. No, I, I, I have an update for you. Okay, this is gonna this is gonna change your mind. The three game set at the stadium is going to be in September seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth, and it's part of the last ten games of the season, which means the Angels have already missed the playoffs and don't have much to play yes. for, and the Yankees are competing with the Red Sox in that final stretch 
So we're going to have to sweep them there. So we easily do it. Oh, yeah. Forget about that. Yeah. They're probably, <laughs> yeah. Mike Trout, they're probably going to rest Trout one of those days. They're not going to want to get hurt. You know, that's what's going to happen. Otani's not playing anymore. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Sorry, Brett. Sorry, Brett. Uh, Yanks are winning four. Maybe more. What's up, know. Jimmy and Jake? Uh, first time, long time. It's your pal Sean Corby calling from sunny southwest Florida. Uh, calling in with my 2019 season prediction. I'm thinking that Troy Tulowitzki is going to be an all-star, uh, and then Didi comes back full form, and we forget Troy Tulowitzki was ever on the team. Uh, that's my prediction <laughs> for the season. Uh, my over-under is Aaron Boone ejections. Yankees Twitter was screaming for more emotion last season. We saw it a few times, but I'm setting the over-under on Aaron Boone ejections at six. I'd love to take the over. I love seeing him get fired up, but uh, we'll see what happens. Thanks, guys. All right. That was our buddy Sean Corby. His his confident prediction <laughs> was that Troy Tulowitzki is an all-star, then we forget about him once DD comes back, which is funny, and I don't think. But uh, I like this over-under, though, a lot. I I like I like the subject matter. I think he I think he went way too high. If it's six ejections for Boone, I'm hammering the under. I'm just like putting my life um, savings on the under. I mean, he was a little testy toward the end of the year, right? As it started getting, maybe he was frustrated with all the games. And I, yeah, I'll go I'll go on there. Six is a lot. Six for a manager. Really, that's one a month. Like the Yankees will be losing a lot of games. If that's happening. Yeah. Probably. Or bad that's umpire. One, that's that's really one a month, umpire. I think. I wonder if they have stats on most ejections in a season for baseball. Jake, what do you got on Boone ejections? I, I, I think he had two last year. Well, you know, me and the guys go over the numbers before every game, and an ejection doesn't necessarily guarantee it gets you a win. So... No, I <laughs> Under, man. I, I thought Corby was going to put the line at one and a half. And Me I was, too. I, I was thinking, because two seems like a good number, right? Like you get one before the All Star break, one after, <laughs> just to light the guys up a mm-hmm. little bit. He had two last year. Yeah. One when he thought Stan, he thought Stanton fouled the ball off. He thought it hit Stanton in the hands. Oh, no, he thought Stanton fouled the ball off, but it, they said he hit him on the swing and he was screaming. And the second one was the famous that's, that's a strike, that's a ball. Okay. Yeah, I like that one. That one was a but, good one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Um, let's We're see. We're going we past one... Tulo All-Star. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun joke, but <laughs> I don't think Tulo's being at all. I said he was going to be under 80 mm. games. So. Uh, this was one more that snuck in at the last second. Well, I mean, I forgot who said it. He said Tulowitzki has, like, resurgent Yankees, like, 300 batting average, like, 350, 360 on-base percentage, comeback year all over him. I don't know if he if he I think sure. if he, I think if he plays he might he might be because if he's playing then he's productive then we're looking at Tulowitzki possibly but I'm not even trying to get my high over him. that's just what it is <laughs> but we'll see all right we had one more about just general Yankee stuff before we go on individual players that snuck in at the end here guys Jared calling in from Myrtle Beach definitely bold prediction. Let's say Greg Bird ends up on the DL, probably getting makeup in his eye. Uh, on a serious note, let's go with uh, at least five players end up with 20-plus home runs. Have a good one, guys. First off, makeup in your eye sounds like it would sincerely hurt. I don't like when anything goes in my eye, like basically paint in your eye. It's semi-pro cheap, scene. But <laughs> yeah, this sounds like an Ellsbury injury. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what, what was this thing, though? Uh, five players with 20 home runs. He's confident in that. So am I, man. I'm pretty confident that five Yankees are going to have 20 home runs. We had nine. No, we had we had 20 home runs from each position in the lineup. That doesn't necessarily mean nine players hit home runs. Yeah, we but, had one, two, three, four, five, six. Six guys with 20 homers last year. Glaber, Didi, Andujar, Hixie, Judge, and Stanton. So Gary ended up with like 18, 19? Yeah, in 89 games, 18 home runs. So, <laughs> All right, so I'm going to say Judge, Stanton, Gary, Glaber, Andujar. Those are my five. 
like that. Okay. Uh, you're definitely over. Definitely over. I, uh, Andujar, he has that. Uh, Judge, obviously. And also Arlo. Gary is definitely uh, going to be getting up there, as long as he stays healthy, of course. Hicks looks like he has that swing down, especially from the left side. He had two inside the Parkers last year, but he's still over 20 but yeah. normal. And um, Glaber, right? Glaber. So, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, definitely over. Definitely over. All right. I like that. All right. Now we got uh, we got three in a row on Gary, so I'm just going to play him three oh, in a boy. row, and then we'll pick our favorite. And, and Do we need to buckle up for this or what? No, dude. The, callers were, were, the callers were confident. Okay. okay. Love it. My prediction for next season is that Gary will have at least 30 home runs and at least 90 RBIs because fuck all the Gary haters. Oh, yeah. That's one. Mm. For the 2019 New York Yankees season, my most confident prediction that I have is that Gary Sanchez refers, uh, goes back to his first-year form where he was one of the best catchers in the league. He finishes with over 260 average and hits 25-plus home runs if he's healthy an entire season. He does have to improve that defense, though. My name is Cameron. I'm from Manhattan. My over-under prediction is that Gary Sanchez will hit over 265 this year and will hit more than 25 home runs. I do think he'll get a substantial amount of playing time in. Three Gary. We got Gary Sanchez... 260 with 25 plus Gary Sanchez 265 with 25 home runs and Gary Sanchez 30 home runs 90 RBIs let's looks like that 25 is the uh the more common one two of three Jake are you confident in any of these lines with Gary or do you need to see it I mean what what was the one 25 home runs or do I need the average there too uh, so two two different people, Cameron and someone else called in, and they had 260 and 265 and both said 25 plus. I mean, I'm I'm out on batting average right now just because you have to be. Like, I'm I'm sorry, and I'm I'm hoping it's a lost season. I had the I had one old guy, old baseball writer at spring training grab my ear and tell me like Gary Sanchez saw seven percent more sliders last year, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, so did a lot of the league, because uh, that's what everyone's throwing. <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. In 89 games, in the worst possible season he could have, he still hit 18. So, I mean, it, even if my guy gets to 240 this year, which, again, we all know Gary can be better than that. Even if he gets to 240, I mean, you're you're looking at 30 homers. So, I mean, give give me the homers. I, I, I can't say anything about average right now. Can he just have a better year than JT Real Muto? Because I wrote a couple checks that like <laughs> got to be cashed in over that. I, I I agree that I I'm not confident that Gary will. I can't say confidently Gary's going to have 25 plus home runs and 260 average. I would say I'm hopeful. I lean that he's going to have a bounce back season. I think it was a bad year and that shoulder injury uh, played a part. I think that shoulder injury played a part on a lot of the balls defensively where it was yes. like Chapman would throw his fastball and it was just like, he couldn't reach over yeah. in time and get it. Cause if that, if that wasn't injury based, then like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, <laughs> so was I'm bad. hoping that was it. It doesn't, there's still other problems with like balls in the dirt and stuff, but the ones that were fastballs that went right by him, those, those I have to think were on that shoulder that he had surgery on. But Joe, what do you got? We know that you're, you know what? We know you're confident. Yeah. We know Gary, you think he's going to have a bounce back here. You and I are both Gary stands. Yes. I mean, I definitely, just because I seen him do it, you know, and then had this down year and then this shoulder thing. So I got a, I got a, his bandwagon, right? So I do think Gary will hit more than 30 homers this year. 90 RBIs, I mean, that's, I do think so also because of where he's going to be hitting in the lineup. More like OPS instead of batting average. Or batting average, sure, around 260 because even in the minors he was doing that. But the OPS, if it's around 8, 860-ish, I'm I'm super happy. I think, well, we remember. So 
I think um, definitely Gary's going to have those seasons. So I'm going to pick the over on all of those right there that he did name. All right. I like it. I like it. All right. Um, so well, let's move on. We have a couple about Severino as we had the back end of Cameron's call. Let's see if I can pull that up. Another over-under uh, prediction I have is that Severino will have at least 18 wins. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, taking my call. All right, so he's got him with 18, and we have one more Sevy call here. Most confident prediction is Severino strikes out 200-plus for a third straight season. Over-under is the amount of games Tulip he plays in, not necessarily starts. I'm putting that at 60. Thank you. All right, so we'll get this Tula one out of the way. We we did 81. We all said under. Or no, Joe's, you said over. So, Jake, if it drops down to 60, are you still over or under? Uh, over, right? <laughs> I'm giving myself a 20-game win, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. For some reason, it feels right. <laughs> Open Didi comes back strong. We trade him for somewhere, some shit like that. All right, all right Severino, we got, 18, <laughs> we got 18 wins, and we've got – 200 strikeouts for his third straight season. Do you are you confident in either of these, Joe? I think uh I think Severino's learning how to I think Pedro Martinez talked about this about how pitchers got have to learn how to, to go through seasons and get better as they go along. Uh so this time that struggle period instead of being the entire half season, now it's a shorter time and a shorter time and so he's the ace that he's going to be. So I I do think that he's going to be um, as far as innings are concerned to see him over 200. But I think that with the bullpen and uh, we still got to see what happens with out of with the bullpen. I think that the Yankees want to scale back a little bit more with the innings. Uh, they're going to try to get as much as they can. But um, I think that the Yankees might be a little bit more conservative with that. Just knowing the way that they manage that. So uh, under 200 innings. Uh, with Severino, no, two, no, no, two hundred uh, strikeouts. Ooh. Yeah, two over White over two hundred strikeouts. Over two hundred strikeouts. I thought I said two. I thought I seen two hundred innings. Innings. It could have been two hundred innings. We can do two hundred innings too. Why not? We're doing all of them. Okay. All right. So you're over two hundred strikeouts, less than two hundred innings, and what about eighteen wins? Confident in eighteen wins? Oh yes, yes, absolutely. With the with the pen and with this offense, absolutely. As long as he stays healthy, you know, of course, and over 18. Jake, what do you got here? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give another cliche that, that corresponds to my first cliche um, about how repeating is the hardest thing to do in sports. I, and that's because motivation is such a big thing in sports. And I think, man, if you look on paper, Severino had a great year. A great year. I mean, if, if you... When in 10 years, I'm looking at his baseball reference right now. In 10 years, we're going to look back at 2018. You'll forget about the second half and you'll just look at the one line and it'll say 339 ERA, all star, ninth in Cy Young. And it'll be like, wow, that was a good year. And you won't even remember the little storyline that the second half was terrible. Right. So I, I've got a couple things here. I mean, the, the guy ended up having a really good season, yet at the end of the day, I mean, he should be hyper-motivated that he's got to take it to another level because he tailed off and was one of the worst pitchers in the game for like a 10-start span, something like that. So I, you, you have to think the fire is lit under him. The And I, this is a little bit kind of like my boy how Dellen Batances fell off last year. Hey, he proved me wrong. He came back and was incredible. I hope there's a little bit of that. The only thing that scares me, Jim, is that and this ties into Gary, who we just talked about. Last year, everyone, last year we went around spring training and everyone was like, yo, I think Gary's going to be the best hitter on the team. But I think people were trying to talk themselves into that and believe in it. And I mean, being a Yankees podcast, you and I walked into this one episode. Yo, if Seve's not right, yo, get Bumgarner. <laughs> like, you have to. <laughs> like, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's brutal if Seve's not right. It's almost like you can't even think about it or put it into the the atmosphere because it's just like, oh my god. So I'm going over 200 strikeouts. He had 230 in 2017, 220 in 2018. If he stays healthy, if he makes 30 starts, 20 above more, 28 more starts, I think he's going to get 
the 200 strikeouts easily. 200 innings. I agree with you, Joe's. I think they're going to go under. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to do what they got to do. He hasn't gone over 200 innings ever. He's at 193 and 191. That's like one game away, so who cares anyway? And 18 wins. I'm not confident in 18 wins just because, like, wins, I don't care about wins, so I'm not going to, like, lean on it for anything. But, sure, he won 19 last year with having, like, the worst 10-game stretch in baseball. So Just remember this. A.J. Cole is gone. Remember that. He won't be blowing games for the Yankees, so maybe that'll attribute to his 18 uh, <laughs> games more. All right. Believe it or not, we got two calls on Bert, so I'm going to sandwich these together. Hey, guys, calling for Talking Yanks. It's KJ from PA. My biggest prediction is Greg Bird is going to win the starting first baseman job out of spring training. He's going to have a monster spring training. Luke Boyd might get hurt. He lifts too many weights with one arm, but you know it's gonna be a big year for Greg Bird. I feel it. Thanks, guys. Bye. What's up, guys? This is Elias calling from New Hampshire for Talking Yanks, and my prediction for the 2019 season is that Greg Bird will end the season as a starting first baseman for the New York Yankees. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Love you too, Elias. Thank you. <laughs> I like when people just say "love you" at the end. Nice. Um, Two, two confident ones about Greg Bird. We had him getting injured due to a makeup injury, a tragic makeup in the eye situation. Now, KJ from PA has got him winning the first base job at a spring, and Elias has him winning the first base job by the end of the season. Jake, confident? I'm going to say that we're all not confident <laughs> that he's going to win it at a spring. I, I think I can get the consensus here, unless Joe's going to pull a wild one on me. Yeah. But I do I think it's a possibility? Yes. Am I confident it's going to happen? No. I, I think people want to believe in Greg Bird now because of the whole the Yankees don't have any lefties thing. So I think people are talking yeah. themselves into it. Man, here's the deal. I, you can't predict injuries. And Luke Voigt played at an MVP level. He had an OPS that started with a one dot last year when he played. So if anything happens in spring training, you have to give Luke Voigt the chance to play because he played at an incredible level last year. What yeah. about if what about if these are Bird's spring training sure. numbers? Eight home runs, four fifty one average, five fifty six <laughs> on base percentage, one point six five four. OPS. If Greg Bird is the best player on the Yankees in spring training and Luke Voigt is the worst Yankees on the team in spring training, then yes. Outside of that, Luke Voigt is getting getting the start on opening day. Those are Bird's spring training numbers from 2017. Oh. Familiar. I knew they sounded familiar. I'm like, he can do this in spring debatably training. The last, debatably the last time he was fully healthy. <laughs> yeah, I just, spring. Can he beat? Can he beat him out? I mean, it looks like when Cashman came out, and I know that there's a lot of things that you can't put, like when it comes to rumors and free agent th- and things like that. When it comes to Cashman talking, but when he's talking about the team itself, you could kind of read through his kind of tea leaves, and you could kind of tell Cashman's kind of pegging this guy as the favorite, and he already pegged Luke Voigt as the guy already where it's, you know, it's his position, you know, to lose. Um, and I think Bird, you know, kind of has to win a spot on the team. That's a, that's how it looks like to me. Um, I don't even think he breaks yeah. – he, he it's 100% assured that he'll break camp with the team. So we'll see. Um, but can he do it? I mean, Voight would really have to show that he's, like, tripping all over himself, running to first base, like he forgot how to play baseball kind of thing. And – um, and then Bird would have to have those same spring training numbers for them to even say, let's platoon. <laughs> so, you know, that's how I kind of look at it. So, um, no, and would he end the year as a first baseman? I don't think so either. I, I don't think that he would. I think I think Bird has to show it. You know, it's, it's different, and I think I've seen something before where they said, oh, if you believe in Gary Sanchez doing it, oh, you have to believe in Bird doing it, but it's not the same because Gary has already put it all together in the major leagues for, uh, you know, in a, in a season. So we've seen it before. 
where Bird is still kind of incomplete, you know? So uh, the jury's still out for that. So I'm going to say no on both ends for Greg Bird. Joe's, you, you, you stumbled into the real question there, which I think is great. Does Greg Bird end the season as the Yankees' first baseman? That's a fun discussion. Well, well, that's what uh, Elias from New Hampshire said. He's confident that Bird's going to end the season as the Yankees' first baseman. He's going to get a shot. It's in, it's it's kind of insane to say yes, but like he he he's going to have a chance at some point. Are you more confident that Bird ends the season as a first baseman or that he breaks camp with the team? Or that he what would you lean? Bird doesn't break camp with the team or like goes to Triple A or Bird ends the year as a first baseman. End of year. I'm going end of the year too. I think Joe's might be saying he's yeah. not going to break camp. Yeah, end of the year. I, I, I think he really has to sell them with the bat. If he gets off to one of those, like he better, he better be in spring training earlier with the pitchers and catchers getting ready because it's um, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be easy for him to to win the spot. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, now we've got two on Hicks. Hey guys, this is Jeremy for Talking Yanks. Uh, for the bold prediction episode, uh, personally, my bold prediction for this season is that Jake will continue to refer to Aaron Hicks as the second-best center fielder in the American League every couple of weeks. Uh, and then an over-under, I did. So that was Jake continues to refer to Hicks as the second-best center fielder in the I already league. did. And this was next hey, guys, week. big fan of talking Yanks. All right, so uh, the prediction I have the most confidence in is that the Yankees extend Aaron Hicks. I think it's a really obvious move for both sides. Hicks is a late bloomer. He's got a long injury history. I think it makes a lot of sense for him to lock in a deal that eliminates any risk, makes him step for life. A down year in 2019 would really hurt his value in 2020. I just don't see him taking that chance if he gets offered an extension. Off the Yankees side of it, I think it makes a ton of sense because the extension you give him is likely not going to pay him based on what he's produced since 2017. You're going to get a bargain. We know Cashman is an analytics guy. Hicks is an analytics darling, contributes positively in every aspect. If you parade his war since 2017, he's basically a five-and-a-half win player for a full year. An extension is not going to pay him like a five-and-a-half war player. It'll probably pay him closer to half of that, probably paying him like a three-war player. So Hicks is going to get security. The Yanks are going to get a bargain. Smart Yankee fans get to lick the tears of the anti-Hicks faction. Sounds like a win for all. Uh, look forward to listening. Go Yanks. All right, so we got Hicks getting extended, and we have Hicks being the second-best center fielder in the league again. I... I'm not confident in either of these things. Extension, Cashman doesn't extend anyone. The last person he extended was Brett Gardner, and that was kind of like people were shocked by it. They just don't really offer out extensions. They didn't even extend Jeter that one time. They made him go test the market. What do you guys think? Right. You guys think Hicks is going to be second best center fielder again? Hicks has been getting better, hasn't he? You know, since from when he first got here, he's been getting better. Can he get better than that? Um, I would love to see him hit for some, you know, for possibly some more contact. I know that he he hit twenty seven bombs last year, man. So. I'd, that's not something to just sneeze at, right? So second best center fielder, fine. I, you know, we'll we'll go ahead and peg him that. Should he extend them? I um how does he now? How is he gonna be after this season? Twenty nine. He's twenty nine for two thousand nineteen. I think the Yankees should look into that. I think they should look into extensions with a lot of different players, not only Hicks, but uh if Hicks is showing you that he's producing and he's the switch hitter and, and all of that, then why not go ahead and extend Hicks? But like you said, the Yankees don't really e- extend players. Um, maybe they should look into that, especially if they want to kind of control the payroll a little bit more. Uh, they a little bit more money with extensions. But um, I'm with Hicks if they want to do it, but I just don't see the Yankees doing extensions. Yeah, me neither. Do you know that Hicks finished 22nd in MVP last year? I didn't even know he got MVP votes. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. I always look at the award section, and I feel like you don't even understand when it happens, like in real life. Like I didn't know that Sevy finished ninth in the Cy Young, and I didn't know that Hicks finished got MVP votes at all. Interesting, right? Jake Hicks, what do you got? Man, he's he's great defensively. The power isn't a joke. 
I mean, here's what last year we came in with two questions. Can he stay healthy and which Aaron Hicks was real? Was the first half Hicks real or the second half Hicks real? We saw it over a whole year, man. He was consistent doing his thing. He's a he's a he's a top line defensive center fielder while also almost having 30 home run power. I mean, that's again, 20 years ago, that makes you one of the best players in the game. Baseball's changed a little bit. I I'll say this. I the biggest thing for me, I believe in what Hicks does do as a baseball player. I guess for me, it's seeing it for like a full season again, right? Because there's still only one of those on a resume. So if he does... He's only got one full season on his resume of good. He's got a one and a half, and, and they're in a row. So that's nice. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, 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 he can, if you can rely on him to be on the field for 130-plus games and do his thing, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in on that. The extension stuff is really interesting, um, because I I feel like every Indian series we go in and we hear like Jose Ramirez is making how much for how long like there's kind of a thrifty side to baseball that's developed through extensions through young people so you wonder if Cashman goes there or if the Yankees do have this money that you know Twitter tells us they refuse to spend sorry that you know I mean extensions are risk to a degree you sign Aaron Aaron Hicks to a three-year extension at 15 mil a year and then he does start getting recurring hamstrings injury you you look foolish so let just uh be on the field and do your thing Hicks and I'll I I can support that 95% of the time all right there we go that's the end of the Hicks uh and we had one uh one of these callers um Jeremy, you had uh, Jeremy, you had Hicks as the second best outfielder. Had an over under on uh, Jordan there in the American League every couple of weeks, um, and then an over under. I didn't really put a number on it because I can't really think of because of an injury. But Jordan Montgomery, uh, how many starts do you think he gets this season? You know, uh, you guys always talk about CC getting a couple of weeks off here and there. So basically, it's Jordan Montgomery over under starts. I'm going to throw a number your way, and I'll, I'll give you some frame of reference because I was digging around with it today. He can come back in 12 months. That seems to be around the earliest. So if best-case scenario, he's back in j- mid-June, and best-case scenario for him to get starts would mean one of our other starters is injured and we need him to step up. Like if all that falls into place, th- then the max amount of starts he can possibly get is like 15. Okay, So I'm going to set, knowing that, I'm going to set the over-under at six. Does Jordan Montgomery start more or less than six games in 2019? I'll go. I'm, I'm going, yeah. You got it, Joes. Both yeah. over? Yeah. Nice. Okay. I'm over, he's too. You mean those Herman start last year, those other players, they ended up getting those kind of starts. And CC, you know, he always has that kind of little respite in the middle you know, they give him some and kind of drain his knee a little bit. So I see that happening again. So, I mean, I, I see possibly like around six, too, to probably, you know, in those long stretches. Hopefully we don't have no rainouts this year. And we don't <laughs> have to worry about playing double headers here and there and have to worry about that this year. The weather cooperates. But if he can be able to maybe kind of in a week here or there, get some man rotation in certain weeks, and I could see that happening. All right. Yeah. Jake, you you do you see it uh him filling in? Do you see them going to six man? Do you think the Yankees are relying on this? I don't think they should be, but I think they kinda are. I think they kind of are. I, I think I think it's after the all star break they're banking on Monty being their sixth starter. And yeah, I just I just think there there'll be starts to be had. I mean they they won't have to push him, like you said. the The time frame is kind of a year now. That year mark is in June. I mean, you 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 stretch him out in the minor leagues to make sure he's all right into the All Star game. I think is first week or second week of July, and then you have him ready to go. And who knows? Who knows what the team looks like by then? Who knows? We're gonna lose one starter. That's a that's a fact. Ain't that it? We lost Monty last year. Unfortunately. We lost yeah. Pineda the year before. We lost Evaldi the year before. 
We're going to, uh, there's probably a picture before and a picture before and a picture before. Next caller. Hey guys, it's Jake Cohen from Rochester for Talking Yanks. Uh, I'm really excited for this episode. I think the over-under is a cool idea. Looking forward to it. Um, as for my most confident prediction, I think it's going to be Stanton hitting over 50 homers. I think it could potentially be over 55. And if you want a hot take, I think possibly MVP. After a year settling in with the Yankees, I think he's just going to go off. Hopefully Judge is healthy the whole year to protect him in the lineup. Just expecting big things from him. As for over on. All right, so Stanton. He's got him at, what did he say, 50 home runs, MVP? Gee, uh, I'm, I'm you can't lock anyone in for 50 home runs. Right, that's a lot of homers. Um, I'll go on. Uh, but I think he will have a, a lot, uh, you know, a much more productive and more consistent year this year. But yeah, I, I would go under fifty homers. I'll be happy if it's over, though. <laughs> you can't go over fifty homers for a guy. You just can't, Jake. I mean, I mean, I want to bad. I, I, how about fifty on the nose? <laughs> I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm making money on that bet, and I'm, I'm picking it. Man, no, no, it really does get overlooked, and I know the dude has his slumps, but man, how long was he playing in the lineup with that bad hamstring? And it seemed everybody else was out of it, and he was adjusting yeah, to was... the new league, and he is a guy with an injury history, so like there, there is room to grow there for him. Yeah. The rest of Jake's question. I'm doing over under 105 wins for the Yankees. I think a lot of people are complaining on Twitter about them, but we forget they won 100 games last year. And if you're looking at their projected lineup this year, they're going to have a full year of half. They traded for Paxton, a full year of Britain. Glaber's going to be there a full year and a year older. Hopefully Judge is a full year of health. All right, so he's got the over under 105 games. If you take the over on this, I think you're insane. Not from a Yankee standpoint specifically, just from like a baseball standpoint in general. I would say there's never, ever been a line at 105 wins. What do you think the highest Vegas line has ever been for a team? That's actually an interesting question that I'm going to Google right now. So so one one of you guys give your thoughts while I Google this. Yeah, to Joe's. (laughs) Well, um, see – if a lot of people, I'm not saying he is, but 105 wins is a lot of wins, right? It's 100 wins is a lot of wins. It's it's super hard to get there. Like even the Yankees won in 1998, and they won all of those games. And in '99, you know that was like the greatest team ever, right? And then in '99 they won, and even that's hard to do. So it's it's not easy to win 100 games. So I I mean we we went. What, what did we go for um, 100 wins? Over or under? I don't remember, but, I, but I'm going to go under on uh, 105 safely. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think Michael K. Michael K. I was watching Michael K. today, and I think he said that the line for the Yankees is 97 and a half or 96 and a half for this year. And even even that's a lot, right? To I don't think any line to, to this year. Yeah, so the Astros had the highest last with 96.5. Vegas never gives the line at 100, and no one ever predicts teams to win 100, even though four teams did it last year because mm-hmm. half the league's tanking now. Um, right. But they still, it's just like a taboo thing to, to try and say a team's going to do it. So you, you got to go under 105 wins. You'd be crazy. Yeah. Jim, Jimmy, you, you, you said the magic word there. Tanking's the only thing that's not kind of accounted for yet. The Red Sox, the Red Sox won 108 games, and like I said, it was magical. Again, they have a great team. When I say magical, I'm not insulting them, but they had the ball bounce their way a few times, and that was to get to 108. And I feel like the Yankees analytics stuff can kind of get away when you're not putting in your best reliever if you're down three runs or two runs, whatever it is. So I'm I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna have a couple of those moments that might be a little frustrating. The team's gonna be really good. They got a chance, but I mean. To bet, you'd have to bet the under. But, dude, Orioles are supposed to be, again, kind of all-time bad. And I think Toronto went into last year with kind of Toronto expectations. Let's make a push. And this year, I think they're pretty much all out on everything, too. So that 
I mean, if you take care of those 18 games against two teams, I mean, those can those wins can add up. Uh, Toronto's got Drury, though. Yeah, all-star. Next. You can see now. I predict that Aaron Judge won the AL MVP and about 287. Quick hitter, Judge, AL MVP. I don't think that's – I think that's a bold prediction, not a I'm confident prediction. But batting 287, what do you guys think there? Will judge will judge batting average be over under two eighty? We'll go two eighty, make it a round number in two thousand nineteen. So what was he the last two years? I'm gonna try was, and pull it up. He was two seventy eight last year. I don't have the year before that. Uh two seventy eight and two eighty four the year before that. So this guy's got him having his best batting average ever. Um Judge finished twelfth in MVP votes last year. So 280, it would be uh, better than last year. Mm-hmm. 278 last year. 280. Holy shit. He was on base percentage in 2017 was 422. Why the fuck am I not <laughs> Not bad. Um, not bad. I love Judge winning the, uh, the MVP. 287. Um, you know what's funny with Judge? He's gotten better, right? Like, even though his average kind of – but he's gotten better a little bit. Kind of changed his approach going into last season. Um, I feel like he cut down on his, he also cut down on his strikeouts. Where in in that first full season where he was just striking out fifty. I mean, the first season when he first came up, he was striking out fifty percent of the time, and then he struck out over two hundred times the next year. He got hurt uh, toward the end of the season, but still, I, you know, he was consistent with the contact, especially with going the other way. I two eighty. I don't know why I love two seventy for him. Uh, 270, 275, right. so I'm going to go under under for that. Let's go under. Yeah, cuz average doesn't All matter, right, Joe's. On. Let's be honest. Um we're we're going to be looking at we're going to be looking at OBP, OPS and the homers. It it will be interesting, man, cuz I, I if this guy is healthy, if this guy plays what, 145 plus games, he's a lock to be top 5 in the MVP voting? Is is that a just ridiculous statement? If Judge plays a full season, no. I'll give you I'm confident that he's top 10. Okay. Like, I'm confident that if Judge plays okay. a full season, he'll, he'll end up top 10. Yeah, I guess. He's and, good. And MVP becomes storyline a little bit. What if Giancarlo does go nuts and finish with 55? I I get it. But, man, he, he just looks so good. He just looks so damn good when he's right that if, if you give him 145 games, I, I think – Top five MVP is safe. Safe. Agree. How many Yankees do you think were on the top 22 <laughs> MVP votes for 2018? Why'd you make it 22? Because yeah, that's what the baseball answer. reference gives me. <laughs> then, no, because that's what baseball reference gives me. It's one through 22. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. I think it depends on how – I think it changes every year because – Who gets votes? Um, yeah, a lot of people can get votes. Like Chris Sale and Aaron Hicks and Trevor Bauer all got one vote each, right. which puts them at twenty second because that was a lot of people. But four Yankees: Stan got four votes, Didi got three votes, and Judge got ten votes. Hmm. Pretty, pretty interesting. All right, and Nobody our last voicemail. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's kind of odd. Yeah, no Anduar. <laughs> Hey guys, this is for uh, Talking Yanks. The prediction I have is that Manny Machado signs a seven-year, $215 million contract with a fourth-year op- team opt-out, or um, I'm sorry, player opt-out, and then a fifth-year team opt-out, and then Andujar, along with Sonny Gray, is traded to the Padres for prospects. All right, so this was not about the 2019 season. It's about this off-season um, do we even want to tackle this? Uh, <laughs> I hope that the Yankees sign him and trade Sonny Gray and Andujar uh, for prospect. I I'm not in the camp of like trading Andujar like right now though. I think it's more like I, I kind of want to see him at first. I'm not in the camp of trading him for prospects. Yeah, yeah, prospects. I don't know about that. I mean, I probably want to I would, that try him stupid. out at a first base before anything else. And I know that Voight is there, yeah. and but I probably want to try him out there and probably you know use John Carter kind of like maneuver it a little bit to 
where you could get him at bats at first base and DH kind of thing and have Giancarlo in left field and DH. And like that's what I kind of envision if they were to sign Machado. If it's seven years to 15, sure, I would love them. I don't flip more to get Manny with uh, inclination from what I see here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was the end of that. Thank you, everyone that called in. A lot of fun. This is going to be a hell of a job at the end of the season when I'm going to have to clip these up and see if we did got right or wrong. We'll have Joe's on towards uh, September and see what we did. Uh, But yeah, you going to spring training this year, Joe? Uh, I haven't picked the date, so I'm still thinking about when to go. You know, I think I want to go earlier this year because last year when we talked about it, you could probably meet players a lot more if you go toward the beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We we'll we picked see. our dates. Oh, I haven't said it on the, the podcast yet, but Jake and I will be down there February 19th through 26th. So we're going to be there for the first two home games, a couple away games before that, and then a couple days when there are no games in hopes that it's more relaxed and chill and you can, like, you know, talk to players or, and fuck around a little more. Nice. I actually spoke with uh, – I because I, I spoke with, with, um, with Hicks's brother. He was like – you know, probably the, you know, you say you could come anytime. It doesn't really matter, but probably toward the beginning, people are chilling out a little bit more. So if you, he said he's going to be there the whole time. So he told me to come down to let him know when he's down there. So I'll probably go down there. Nice. Probably earlier. Maybe. Awesome. We'll see. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So if you're going to be there that first week, uh, let us know. Meet up with us. I think that's the end of this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Joe's, for coming on. Jake, say goodbye to everyone. Bye, everyone. Joe's come through that first week. You just yeah. you just know my one Go rule. Yanks. Thanks for having me. You know me. my one rule. No Rams. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Love Rams. All right. Tell Go Yanks. Tell them Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs>